1: Minnow provides meaningful screen time and shared experiences for families to help you grow in your faith together. Check them out at podcast.gomeno.com. That's podcast.g-o-m-in-n-o.com. Hey there, Melissa and Sissy.
0: David. Hi, David.
1: It's nice to see you.
0: You too. Well,
2: it's fun to have you. Sitting at the table with us. I love being here, kind of, but it's just such a sunny, pretty day outside, but it's good to be with you all.
1: It's good to be with you, and the fact that it is sunny and pretty is a great transition into how excited we are to be thinking about summer. Yes, Yes, we are. We had an amazing time with you all talking around the chapters of intentional parenting and some great intentional conversations with a lot of amazing folks. And we yes. were having so much fun, the three of us, that we decided we just don't really want to stop. No. <laughs> and we love summer. So we thought, okay, well, let's just keep going and we'll talk about an intentional summer. So we're going to do some episodes specific to this season. This is our kickoff episode where we're going to be talking about this idea of intentional summer. And I thought it might be kind of fun if we started out talking about some favorite childhood memories from summer. Mm, Will you all tell some favorites?
2: Well, so what about you? Okay, let's see. I have so many memories because I'm 72. (laughs) And so let me choose one. I think about trees, So much in the summer. And I think about just going outside under a huge tree and putting down a quilt. Always think about putting quilts down when it gets warm. I would go inside though and get Tiny Tim and Kathy and Betsy (laughs) and Tony and Joey and Sally. And well, I won't name all of my children, but there were probably about 12 of them. And I would bring them outside, and I would put them around the quilt, around the circle, and I would sit in the middle, and I would teach them. And oh, did they learn so much. And I would sit there really a couple hours and just teach and teach and talk to them. And then they got a little bored, and I did too, so... I think that summer is a time of imaginative kind of time, but also kind of an adventurous time. Mm. So I remember the first time I did this, I noticed the wagon close by. So I loaded all 12 of the dolls in the wagon and we went to the creek. And in my adventurous way, it took a while, but I got them all in this tree. They were all stuck in different places in the tree, and then I shook the tree, and they all came to life. They all came down, and it was just (laughs) unbelievable, and day after day after day, that's what we would do, and so that's (laughs) just a great memory of mine, of the dolls coming to life and teaching them beforehand.
0: (laughs) Love that you're teaching them. It started early. It started early. It did. I was just thinking that. Mm -hmm. You've been
1: stirring. Little people to life for a long time, Melissa.
2: Oh, I was thinking stirring the pot, but yes, stirring little people to life. That's good. And it was amazing watching them fall out of the trees. <laughs> I mean, just amazing. And I was all alone, and so we had a big time. Mm. God
1: was sure preparing you for your calling many summers ago.
2: All right. Well, we we'll well, hear from you
0: all. I think that idea of adventurousness, when I was thinking – back about summers growing up that feels like so much of what it was about for me too. And I remember specific places I would be on my bike, you know, being out on your bike and not having to come home till dark and riding on these pathways and doing things like that. And then it also made me think about I spent a lot of my summer growing up on the lake and my dad taught me to drive a boat I think you could get your boating license at 14 when I was growing up in Arkansas. And so I started on a flat-bottom boat with one of those, I don't even know what you call it, pull-start motors and driving that thing around. And then I was driving a ski boat not too long after. And still, there are times at our little summer retreat program, Hopetown, there are times driving a boat that I think back on what that instilled in me at that age as a kid to do something powerful like that and that wasn't just a car that everybody else was doing, but something that was out of the box and adventurousness and competent. And you know, obviously I'm thinking so much about anxiety in kids these days, but but I think when we give them places to be adventurous and competent, it does help ward off some of the anxiety. And so I'm so grateful that I learned that so early on and mm. still a huge part of what I do during the summers today, driving boats. But I think it was so much more than driving boats.
1: I love that. Yeah. yeah. Man, I love summer. Me too. (laughs) I loved it growing up because we had an almost identical ritual every single day. I grew up in a small town, and at the beginning of summer, every year, I can remember my mom would take us to the public library, and we would sign up for Summer Book Club. And you read so many books, and then you would get a prize at the end of the summer, which I look back now, and... I think the prize was like a dipped cone at Dairy Queen, so I cannot believe I was working so hard for one dipped (laughs) cone, but it also says I'll do about anything for ice cream, and I carried that tradition forward when my kids were growing up. The Nashville Public Library does it, and Mm -hmm. I think probably most public libraries, check your public library to see, Mm -hmm. but the prizes are like amazing now. Really? Yes. You can win like tickets to a Nashville Sounds game or Nashville Shores. I remember remember saying to my kids, like, you're getting to go to Nashville Shores? I got a dipped cone from Dairy Queen (laughs) for reading all those books. But we'd we'd read our books in the morning, and then the afternoons, we had a giant kickball tournament in a field Uh, near my house uh, with all my neighborhood friends, and it was like a week-long thing. We would carry the score over to the next day. So uh, it was like this... Wow. big thing and we'd plot make plot our plays out That's at night correct. yeah like was uh, was a big Serious. deal oh. yeah also reflective of we had to get real creative when we were growing up didn't we the three of us
0: <laughs> no screens <laughs> no screens were
1: available The Raising Boys and Girls Podcast is brought to you in partnership with Minnow Did you know that Minnow has an award-winning children's bible written by VeggieTales creator Phil Vischer the Minnow Laugh and Grow Bible for Kids is more than a children's Bible storybook. It's a deep, engaging, and whimsical gospel experience. Each Bible story is vividly illustrated, takes just minutes to read, and includes a family connection to encourage readers to learn, talk, and pray together. Find out more at shop.gomeno.com. That's shop.g-o-m-in-n-o.com. So as you're thinking about summer with your family, we'd love to talk around some ideas first and then some intentional practices last of what it could look like to create a more intentional summer. And a first idea that I'd love to throw out is just thinking about – we talk so often – about the importance of moving kids toward purpose. And summer opens up so much more space and room for us to think about that where we're not in the daily rushing out the door to get kids to school and extracurricular practices after and homework in the evening. So think about your kid's natural interest. So for example, if you have a kid who loves pets, you could think about helping them connect with purpose around volunteering at a local animal shelter, and they could walk dogs. If you have a kid who is a great writer, they could become a pen pal to a compassion child, which would be a great opportunity for building the milestone of empathy that we talk a lot about And Are My Kids on Track. I have a little third grade guy I'm working with right now who loves history and he is going to volunteer this summer at one of the battlefields in our city wow. you know Tennessee is a historical site for a lot of battlefields, and he's going to help give tours
0: No, a
1: couple of days a week, awesome. just a couple hours. And he's super excited and gets to wear an old war uniform as part wow. of his tour guide experience. So thinking not just about outreach, but outreach that could match our kids' interests in a real natural way too. So With that, as you're thinking about different ways to plug kids in, we've got a great family experiment. If you happen to own Are My Kids on Track, look on page 75. There's a really easy idea that any family could implement easily with grandparents, through FaceTime if they live a long distance away, through some older folks in your community or neighborhood. So we'd invite you to take a look at that idea. Mm,
0: That's a great idea. What about some other ideas? Well, as we were thinking, getting ready for this about summer, one of the things that popped into my mind is the Healthy Mind Bladder by Dr. Dan Siegel that every staff member at Daystar loves. And I'll just read to you the big components of it. So it's focus time, play time, time in, connecting time, physical time, sleep time, and downtime. And the premise behind it is that our minds are healthiest and function the best when we're having all of those components. And And it made me think about specifically about the summer and summers that I had growing up. I would spend a good portion, actually half of my summer every year at this magical place called Camp Waldemar on the Guadalupe River in Hunt, Texas. And thinking about the intentionality of the schedule at summer camps and how we had you know, an hour and a half block for rest time every day. And then you would wake up from rest time and when the bugle blew, and then we would come down and we would have, they called it nourishment, which I love that they're using that word still, nourishment. And we would have a popsicle or we would have a granola bar or something. And the order of making sure that all these different components were incorporated. And and as that kind of boiled them down, I thought the components for what they would have set out, I think, for a healthy summer platter were rest, play, learn, and grow. Mm. Rest, play, learn, and grow. And when I think about my summers right now, that's what I think I want to be doing, resting, playing, learning, and growing. And so thinking about as a family, and we can talk more about it practically when we're talking about our intentional practices, but thinking about as a family, the components of what we want our summer to be about and how do we build in those things with intentionality specifically? Because I think that would really create a healthy summer platter for us and optimal play and adventure and growing individually and growing together as a family too.
1: I love that. I would add to our list some reflection and gratitude. I think summer is a great time to have kids think back on ways they've grown over the last year, evidence of where they have seen God's goodness in the last year to do some journaling, to also maybe think about, resurrecting the art of writing thank you notes, which feels like it's kind of becoming a lost art in this day and age. And thinking back on some of their favorite teachers, coaches, individuals who've poured into them and specific things they've done, and then sit down and write a note of thanks to them, I think Mm -hmm. would be a great thing to think about doing with kids in the summer.
0: We obviously have been working with kids, both of us, for 25 plus years and have gotten a lot of graduation (laughs) invitations over the years. And I got one from a kid last year that was graduating, who's an amazing kid anyway. But rather than just, hey, I'd love for you to come to my party. It was this letter on the back with her little graduation picture about all the things that she felt like I had invested in her over the years. I mean, what a beautiful opportunity to take something that really was about her and turn it into giving to somebody else. I thought it was so cool. And so Incredible. maybe even that is a way to kind of fold that in as a great practice.
1: I love that. And and we just have so much science around how gratitude resets the brain. Kids cannot be engaged in this practice enough for their good, whether it's battling anxiety. Sissy talks so much about just their well-being on so many levels. So again, summer opens up a lot more space to really be about some practices of reflection and gratitude. So let's do some intentional practices here for a few minutes. I would say a first one I'd throw out in connecting back to that idea of purpose is to think about identifying a Family mission experience. So something that you all as a family together, we can anchor kids to some of their individual interests, but let's pick one week, one weekend, one day throughout the summer where we're about something as a family together. And We would challenge you to think, I think even when we think about the word mission, sometimes we're so quick to think about international experiences, and that's great, but there are also domestic experiences. There are experiences in our own city where families could be a part of building a habitat house or donating books to a health clinic that serves underserved client populations. There are so many ways. If there is an elderly person on your street who isn't able to do yard work Pulling weeds, that could become your family mission experience, but really thinking locally as well as thinking globally.
0: Mm, I love both of those ideas. Well, and if we were going to circle back around to the healthy mind platter for the summer, you know, we could call it an intentional family summer, and we are going to. With the amazing folks at Minnow, we're going to come up with something that you can download and print out that can help even in this endeavor. So, okay, we're back to rest, play, learn, and grow. And what we would encourage you to do is, as a family, have a meeting around this. And y'all talk about some things that you want to do or things you want to invest in in each of those categories. Invest your time in. And then even do you want to add another category besides that? But everybody come up with at least three things in each category that you want to do. And then out of that, create a family intentional summer plan. And then past that, we would encourage you to put it somewhere visual so you remember the things that that you individually wanted to do. And maybe make a column for your family together too as a unit, things you can do. And then check them off as you get them done. And then... Have a goal of when everybody's finished checking off what they have on the chart, have a celebration together. Do something really fun and celebratory like go on a camping trip together, have a fun special picnic dinner together somewhere and dance on the quilts. And you could surprise them or you could decide together that you're going to do this, but celebrate the fact that you've had this intentional family summer together. And we'll put a link in the show notes to something you can download to use as even a way to facilitate all of that. It's great. I want to keep thinking about that. Rest, play, learn, grow. I'd like that like on the wall of my house. I want
1: to keep thinking about, about it every too. Day. I'm glad you brought that up for our time today. A last practice to consider as we were talking a little bit earlier about reflection and gratitude for our kids. Think about doing a practice as a whole family where you sit down together and look back on this past year and as we record this obviously this past year has been traveling through the pandemic still and i think it's great if we start with acknowledging what were some of the hard things from this year maybe for kids was that i got to have my basketball season but only one of my parents could be in attendance for each of my games and letting kids really name those losses and the feelings around those losses but then also making a list together of what are some things that we're really grateful for from this past year in the midst of these hard things that were also a part of our pandemic school year. So create a gratitude list together as a family in addition to helping kids do that individually. Think on these practices. We're excited to keep thinking more with you about an intentional summer, and we're really excited because we've got some more surprising guests.
0: I think maybe we could tell them. You think we could? I think we could for the summer. We won't tell you during the year. We'll let you be surprised. But I think for the summer, just to give you something to look forward to, because we all need that these days. So
1: fasten your seatbelt for what Sissy's about to say.
0: So we have coming this summer, we should have a drum roll. We have (laughs) Amy Grant coming to join us, which we are all really excited to get to have a conversation with her. Amy's going to join us and talk about even how she's gotten involved in this amazing summer camp in our area. And we'll talk a little bit about Amy's connection to Daystar from way years past and how that launched a whole phenomenon of its own. And then we have Jessica Turner coming. We're so excited for her to talk with us about some creative ways that we can participate in different activities during the summer, creative things we can do as a family together. And I love and trust her voice a lot. So very excited to have her.
1: In addition to those amazing folks, our dear friend, Amy Fenton, is going to come be a part. So I am too. Talk about an intentional mom. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is going to be a really neat episode because she is going to bring her daughter, Jaden, and her mom, famously known as Gigi, and they're going to talk about an intentional grandparent experience that happens every summer for their family. And, and single
0: parenting. Yes,
1: and single parenting as well, and we're super excited to have them. And then also our dear friend Sarah Bragg (laughs) is going to come and talk us into the end of summer, beginning of the school year and what it looks like for us to pay really good attention to self-care. As we think about entering a brand new school year with the kids we love.
0: And how fun is it going to be to be with Sarah when she was the one asking us questions for all those years? And now we get to turn the tables and ask her. We are. It's going to be really fun.
1: We've got some great stuff for you. So keep coming back. We can't wait to be with you again. And now Melissa is going to anchor us to some spiritual truth. so you can live clear and clear.
0: Use as directed.
2: Well, here's the truth. God shaped the seasons of summer and winter. In Psalm 74, verse 17, I love this. The psalmist is saying this to God. He's saying, "'You own the day, you own the night, "'you put stars and sun in place.'" You laid out the four corners of earth, and you shaped the seasons of summer and winter. I think sometimes we think we created summer vacation, but I love that God created in the beginning, the summer, all the seasons, and like I know we've heard from David and Sissy, we love the seasons, love the change of seasons there, and just thinking about a description of summer You would hear three different things from Sissy and David and I. Some has to do with age and some just has to do with our parents. But really, I want to go to the book of Mark, Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, verse 31. And I feel like what Jesus is saying here to me is a symbol, is a description of what summer is about So if you have your Bibles where you are, if you turn to Mark 6, 31, and I'll read first out of the message. The apostles then rendezvoused with Jesus and reported all that they had done and all that they had taught. And Jesus said, come on, come on by yourselves. Let's take a break and get a little rest. For there was constant coming and going. They didn't even have time to eat. That is summer to me. When Jesus says, come, come on. And verse 32, it just says immediately, so they got in the boat. So I think Jesus might have said, come on, come on, let's go get in the boat. Let's go. That's summer to me. And then he says, let's take a break. Taking a break from all the busyness, all that's been going on during the year. Rest. For some, that one word, rest, is a description of summer. And that's what Jesus says. He says it so many different places and times in the scripture. Rest. Rest because there's so much going on. And how many parents would say, especially before the pandemic, what makes it so hard? We're just so busy. There's so much going on. And Jesus says, rest rest. There's so much going on. In fact, he says, we've been so busy, there's been no time for you guys to even eat. I think that that description, that Jesus is so conscious, and again, all through the scriptures of saying, let's get away, let's rest, let's eat, let's take a break. That description all throughout the scriptures is a description of summer. When I do picture summer, I think about times of running through a sprinkler and baseball games and swimming in a pond and frogs jumping on. While in an inn or two of Dairy Queen and the drive-in theater, I think though that I would stop with one phrase, and it's something we said, the neighborhood kids that we said all summer long for several years. This along with the description what Jesus says, is what I would describe as summer. And here's the statement. Meet me at the big tree. Every summer, that's what we would say to each other. There was a big tree right in the middle of our neighborhood, and how many times we would go there, and we would sit, and we would talk. and We wouldn't say, meet me at 9 o'clock in the morning at the big tree. There was no rush to it. There was no rigidness or time. It was just knowing that we were going to gather at the big tree. We were going to get there. And I love, I love that picture. And trees are so much in the Scripture and the symbolism that they have throughout the Scripture. But first of all, when I think about summer and I think about Jesus— He was not rushed. He did not rush. And boy, did we not rush in the summer. And how we would just casually walk down to the big tree, and whoever's there, we would just sit. And then, a little bit like the disciples did in the messages as they rendezvoused, they came back to Jesus, and they just started telling him everything. They started talking to him and telling him all the things that they had done and what they had taught. They started telling stories. And that's what we would do. And to me, again, this is such a picture of summer, of being able to slow down enough to sit, to tell stories, and to dream To dream about ideas of things that you could do. I remember sitting around there talking. We would come up with what we're going to do that afternoon. And I came up with so many ideas. In fact, as I sit here talking, I think, I need to go back to the big tree. Because that's where I was the most creative. That's where I began to really work with kids, and little did my neighborhood friends know that they were my kids. And one of my ideas as we were sitting in the tree was, let's hook all our tricycles up and have a parade, and I'll be in the front. And so we began to take the front wheels off of each tricycle and try to hook them up so that we could ride up and down the street. It didn't work quite so well, but it was a great idea. And so I still say the bike thing that we have done for over 25 years at Daystar started at the big tree when we took the wheels off those tricycles. So it's a time to come away, as Jesus said. You can tell stories. You can dream And Psalm 121, it talks about the Lord is your shade. On the hot summer day, there is nothing like cool shade, the shade of a tree. And I love how the psalmist says the Lord is your shade. We're reminded again of how Elijah sat under the juniper tree to have shade when he was so depressed and he was so down. So he sat under the juniper tree and he went to sleep to enjoy the shade of a tree that God made the summer. He planned it. He created it. And then sometimes you're tired of sitting and telling stories, coming up with ideas, and you just feel this urge to climb that tree little like Zacchaeus climbed the tree so he could see. I think about how many times they have climbed the trees with no purpose at all. Maybe you want to be seen, and you say, watch me, watch how high I can go. That's so much a part of summer, is just being able to say, watch me, watch what I can do. When we said, meet me at the tree, I visualize that as a place where Jesus met us where Jesus would meet us now, wherever that may be for you. It was the big tree for me in my memories of summer. But that he comes away and he says, slow down, slow down. Let's tell stories. I want you to dream. Let's talk. He may say at the big tree for me, climb high this summer. Feel the coolness of the shade. You may start to hear toward the end of the day, being called back to our houses because dinner was ready. And I visualize always Jesus there at the big tree saying, see you tomorrow. I'll be here. Oh, I pray that we can have those times wherever it is for you that we can sit the shade or in the tree and relax and rest and come away and slow down as Jesus did with the disciples.
1: The Raising Boys and Girls podcast is brought to you in partnership with Minnow. Minnow helps you make screen time meaningful for your family, which shows kids love and values parents' trust. Check them out at podcast.gomeno.com. That's podcast.g-o-m-in-n-o.com.